Have you ever wondered what God thinks of you? I wonder that at times. When I think of it, I don't always come up with the best conclusions. There are times I think that I'm not quite lining up with what he would be approving or be happy about. And that tends to be where we land in our thinking. We have struggles thinking of our own self-worth. And wherever our challenge is with that, we can place that on God, thinking that he must not be pleased with me. The reality is that's not true of how God thinks of us. He always has a good view of us, even when we're not in the best of positions or postures in how we're walking it out. His love for us is always full and complete, and he sees the image that is stamped on us of himself, what we've been created to be, who, who we've been created to be. And even when we're not quite measuring up to it, he still sees the possibilities, and he's not looking at us disdainfully. This is something that's hard for us to grasp, but my prayer is we'll grasp that reality today. What do you think of when you hear the word father? So much of that all depends on what our relationships have been like in the natural world. It's one of the great challenges of understanding God the Father is having relationships in the natural world, in our family structures, where sometimes there have been disappointments or there have been challenges. Sometimes there's not the best thought of how someone's been treated in their years growing up or wherever we're at. In other cases, it's beautiful and wonderful because the family structure seemed to serve one another really well. Even in the best of circumstances, we are failed, flawed human beings, and we're going to have some moments of disappointment. One of our challenges today is to get past what we think of in the natural realm and realize who our Father is in heaven in all reality and get out of our own head and the way that we sometimes process life into God's mindset and how he sees us. We've been talking about Jesus throughout this year. Who is this man? It's a beautiful opportunity today to do that again and to understand the Father heart of God through Jesus. Who is this man? Jesus, the only Son of God. And yet he thou becomes our elder brother when he invites us into the family. We get adopted in as sons and daughters into the eternal family of God, and his Father is now our Father too. How can we see the Father's love through Jesus? Who is this man? He is one with the Father. John chapter 10, the Gospels paint the picture for Jesus for us. And here in the Gospel of John chapter 10, verse 22, we see this impact of Jesus and the Father being united. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. 
my Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Jesus speaks about the ultimate Father, the heavenly Father, his Father, and he as the Son and his Father are one. There's never been a relationship Father to Son as beautiful and powerful as that one. Now that we can come into relationship with Jesus, there are people that are trying to figure him out. Is he the Messiah? Is he who he seems to be? They're still trying to figure that out. And some of them don't get him because they haven't yet put their faith in him. Jesus is saying, my sheep hear my voice and they know me, but some of you aren't there yet because you haven't come in. You haven't come to accept me. If you do, you will all of a sudden be in the relationship that I am in with the Father, you'll be in it too. And no one can snatch you from the Father's hand. The Father in heaven won't allow it. Beautiful picture of God's thoughts toward you and toward me. He loves us so much, he's not gonna let anything happen to us that will bring about our demise for eternity. Once we put our faith in Jesus, his son, we're adopted into the family of God as sons and daughters of the Father, and his love is secure, and we can hold on to him forever because he will hold on to you forever, no matter what. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Neither life nor death, nor angels nor demons and powers and all kinds of things, nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is what God thinks of you. Let's get that image of the Father, one who's perfect and one whose love is perfect and whose power is not conquerable by any other source. And once we give ourselves over to him, we're secure. He's gonna hold on to us and never let us go. I love that about him. Move over just a few chapters in John to 17, chapter 17 and verse 22. This whole chapter, John 17, is noted as a high priestly prayer. Jesus, the high priest, is praying to the Father all kinds of things for us, for the future, for us to be made one and be united in fellowship with each other. It's part of the beauty of coming into faith in Jesus and being part of the Father's love in the family is that we now can have unity among ourselves. You and I become united. We become one body, one people, and Jesus is praying for that. Here he says in verse 22, the glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. Think of this. The glory, Jesus is talking to his Father. He's praying to the Father. The glory that you, Father, have given me, I have given to them. God, through Jesus, gives us his glory, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. This is who Jesus is. O oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. 
I have made I have made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. This is the heart of the Father. He wants to pour his love out to us, in us, and empower us for everything that we have for us to do in this world. We seem to have a lot of different opinions about what God the Father is like. We need to get our unified view of what the Father is like by the way he presents himself. Let's get our head out of the natural realm and thinking only about how we view fatherhood in this life. I think of my father a lot. Here we come to a Father's Day, and it's been nine years since my dad passed away very suddenly. It was such a shock getting a call that day that he had had a heart attack, and by the time I got to the hospital, he was gone. He was gone when he was found, sitting in his car in a parking lot at Trinity Church where he was working at the time. And it was just an out-of-body experience trying to figure out what in the world happened. He was fine up until that moment. I remember the first Father's Day after that day felt really weird. I remember being here, standing at this podium and being overwhelmed with emotion. Every once in a while, that emotion will kick in, and then other times I'm able to manage it. Yet it's always great memories on days of this nature when I think of my dad and now being a father and having three kids of my own who are all adults, and now the cycle of life, having grandchildren, it really is amazing what life brings us. I've been, after services of late, being in the lobby to sign the book that I've written. If you haven't picked up a copy yet, be sure to get one. It's a special gift that's been made available to everybody in our church. We want you to have one. It's, it's a really beautiful story of something that God has done in my life and in our church that's still unfolding. One of the things I've been discovering is interacting with people briefly, signing books there, is the varied experiences that people have, the, the variables of life situations and circumstances. It can be overwhelming to realize how challenging this life is and this world is. This is how our faith matters so much because God supersedes all the pain, all the things that have gone on, whether it's someone's actions toward us that was hurtful. It could be our own actions that sometimes we become deficit in our own life emotionally and physically and who knows what kinds of things affect us to where we're not always responding in the best manner to people that we care a lot about. It's so fraught with ups and downs and challenges, yet through it all, we can come back to the reality of who our Heavenly Father is and He can restore us to a place of wholeness. We sang a song earlier that had these lyrics, I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. When we sing these songs and why it matters when we come together like this, these are reminders. These are doctrinal statements. These are truths that we can lay hold of. I love it to be reminded of things that I know, but sometimes I let them flee from my mind. I need to get these thoughts back in my mind. Stuff them back in. Don't let them go. Don't let them go over your head. 
I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. The Father's love is toward me. The Father's love is toward you. That song goes on to say, I am surrounded by the arms of the Father. I am surrounded by songs of deliverance. We are delivered from our bondage. We are the sons and the daughters. Let us sing our freedom. We're here today to sing our freedom, that we have freedom through the love of our Father. Our Father is faithful in his love for us. Think about that. Even though in this life we have unfaithfulness toward one another on occasion, we want to improve that. We want to overcome that. We want to get healed from that. Even as that's working and happening, one thing we can rest assured of, the Father's love for us is constant and sure. He has perfection in his love for us. Our Father is faithful in his love for us, no matter what we've done. You could think like, man, you don't know my story. How could he be loving me? It's not about that. It's the fact that he created you for his glory, for his purpose, and he's gonna work out all of those wrinkles in our lives and all of those deficits and all those blemishes. They all get covered. When I think of the thief on the cross, I think of a situation where God the Father didn't look down on this man with all his blemishes, and he had many. He was dying for something he deserved to die for, but he saw Jesus there dying with love, and he reaches out to Jesus while hanging on a cross and saying, would you remember me? He put his faith in Jesus, and Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. The Father's love is faithful even when we're not, and here's a man who gets completely free forever and he didn't do anything to deserve it. He didn't have any time to get his life back online. Wherever we're at in the journey, it's not an excuse to go down a bad track. It's rather an encouragement that no matter what our track has been, we come where we're at and know that the Father's love is always faithful. He will never leave us and he will never forsake us. I'm grateful for that today. Few people know God in all his loveliness while living in this brief life. We want to get to know him better, experience his love. Our Father is innately generous. Creation shows his generosity. Look around at the things that he makes, the beauty of it, the oceans, the mountains, the rivers, the flowers, the skies with all their colors, all the things that are created by God on this planet just remarkable beyond the ability to comprehend. It's generous. It's the generosity of our God. It's his love. He loves to create. He's an artist, and he wants to create in you. He'll make an artistry out of you and what can happen in your life when you give yourself over to God. Suddenly, all the blemishes he turns into beauty, all the broken glass of our lives he turns into stained glass that gets all mended back together and paints a beautiful picture and he can make an image out of you that no one else can. Beautiful in all of his ways. That's who he is. He's a generous God. I want to be that kind of a father. I want to be a father that's always loving, faithful to my family. And wherever I stumble and fail, I want to improve. I want to be a generous person to my family. That's in my heart to do. I have that great desire to be generous to my family. My dad was a generous person to 
me, to our family. There were times that he was frugal beyond frugal. Like seriously, I remember growing up concerned about what to order at a restaurant because my dad pointed out how much everything cost. You know, don't get that steak, you can get that hamburger. It's like one-third the cost of that steak. I want the steak. That's not the point. This other part is less expensive. That's how I grew up. You know what I've done now? Lost my mind. I always get the steak. Like, I'm done with that. I've rebelled against that. Yet at the same time, my dad gave me a car in my adult life when I needed one real bad, a van to transport my family and my little kids. Like, not going to buy me a steak, but you'll buy me a car? Like, really? I remember one time we went to Hawaii. My, my parents wanted to take our whole family and our kids, grand, the grandkids. We went to Hawaii. It was the one time we'd never done it before. We're all there, and we were having this dinner on this restaurant on the beach, like the table's literally on the sand on the beach in, in Maui. And my kids were raised with me saying, you can get whatever you want, because I, I didn't want to you know, put that frugalness onto them, should have, like, you know, foolish on my part. My dad was wise beyond all things. I'm, I just admit it, I'm foolish on some of those things. But so what happens? Sometimes you react. And I remember watching my kids order the expensive items on the menu, and my dad got quieter and quieter. He's always the life of the party, but I could see him adding it up in his head, you know? And it was, it was comedy to us. We've laughed about it as a family ever since. Anyway, why am I saying that? I'm, I'm off, way off track. My dad was generous in so many ways. That's our Father in heaven. He loves to lavish his love upon us. That's who he is. Our Father accepts us unconditionally. Do you have any idea how attractive you are to God? It's hard for us to think of ourselves this way. One of the biggest hindrances to our walk with him is a sense that our flesh is repulsive to him because of our failures. This is not just it's not true of who God is. The enemy, the devil, wants to plant these thoughts in our mind to keep us down, to keep us discouraged. When in reality, God looks at you and thinks amazing things. He sees the beauty of who you are. He sees the beauty of the future that is before you. That's our Father's love, and Jesus is trying to help us see that. His Father and Him were one all the time. Now we come into faith in Jesus, and we become a part of the family, and He wants us all to be one too. He wants us all to get along. When we understand His love and how He pours it out in our lives, He can help us grow in how we love each other. It's a beautiful part of the journey that we're on. We're going to sing this song in a moment that has these lyrics. We are the sons. We are the daughters of God. No matter where we go, we're close to the Father's heart. Think of that. No matter where we go, we're close to the Father's heart. We can't run from him. He'll go wherever we're at. It chases us down. You can't get away from him, from his love. He's not chasing you down to harm you. He's chasing you down to love you. That's who he is. We are the sons. We are the daughters of God. His love he lavished on us and called us children of the king. And in his loving kindness, he chose the lowly and the weak. He chose us in our state of weakness. And his heart is good. He is always kind. 
With a cross he proved he is on our side. He's proved his love to you and to me. Let's come into fellowship with him in a beautiful way on this Father's Day. You have a father that you can trust every day, all day, no matter what. He won't let you go. No one, nothing can snatch you out of the hand of a loving father. Father God, we pray for that reality to dawn on us today, that your grace would cover us, your spirit would wash over us. If you need his grace today, reach out to receive it. Jesus, I believe in you. I have confessed my sins and failings, and I ask you just to cover me, wash me, make me whole. Thank you for your love. Thank you for eternity that you give as a gift. I receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen.